Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren. And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast. Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry. From photographers to vagabonds and everything in between. Let us help you make every trip an adventure. Reading the road signs, gone trippin'. One playlist at a time. Gone trippin', odometer's tickin'. My Mountain Dew and Red Bull sippin'. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I am gone tripping This episode is brought to you by Conquest Maps. Use the code GONETRIPPING for 20% off your entire order. Conquest Maps product is handmade in the United States. It helps you easily track your travels with a variety of maps to fit your needs. They're made with high-quality cotton canvas and real cork. There's personalized orders and a variety of sizes for the pinboard, posters, or vinyl. There are maps of the world, of the United States of America, individual states, and even the Caribbean. The map comes with pins so that you can follow your family's travels, and each can be personalized to fit your family's needs. But don't just take my word for it. I like Matt. I like to like where I've been. Head over to conquestmaps.com for 20% off your order when you use Gone Trippin at checkout. It's that time. Drink of the day. Because every road trip starts with a drink. Today's drink of the day is Hollywood's original Shirley Temple soda pop. And I have to tell you, Shirley Temples are one of my absolute favorites. But I've always had them, like, from the tap. I've never had one bottled before. Yeah. I I think I've only ordered them once or twice. Can I say that as a man? I think so. Okay. Yeah. But it's like Cherry 7-Up. <laughs> no, this is grenadine mixed with Sprite. Grenadine and Cherry 7-Up is much different. Mmm. That feels good on my throat. Yeah, you, you caught the flu that I had. Yeah. And I actually have a worse cough than you do. Yeah. From my I, flu. I, I try not to cough too much because it hurts so bad. But uh, it definitely went from um, our oldest to you. To the youngest. To the youngest. And then the second youngest. And then to me. Yeah. <laughs> and the middle child has not got it. And let's hope it stays that way. Yeah. Seriously. But this Shirley Temple is actually pretty good for being like a canned soda. Like yeah, I, I think it's I good. like it a lot. But uh, why, yeah. why don't you ask me why I picked Shirley Temple? Well, why did you pick the Shirley Temple for today's episode? Well, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but Shirley Temple is an actress and... This is Hollywood's Shirley Temple, the original. Supposedly. And then instead of talking about an actress, we're going to talk about a movie. Yes. The movie Field of Dreams. Yes. Baseball season's here. All right. Let's get on with the show. All right. Over the weekend, we had a Guess Our Guest contest on Instagram, and we gave them three clues. Yep. One was that it was in Iowa, two, that it had to do with a sport that had some big stuff going on right now, which could have been basketball or baseball, because baseball opening day, March Madness for basketball, yeah. and three was Ray Liotta, and if people could guess it right, we'd be sending them a shirt. Well, and we did get several people who guessed right that it had to do with the Field of Dreams. Yes. And none of them said actually the Field of Dreams, but they did say people 
that yes. they found. Some Google search way back to the Lansings that originally owned the farm. Yes. That the, the and one knew Ray Liotta was Shoeless uh, Joe in the movie. And so he figured out it had something to do with Field of Dreams. But it was really awesome. So we're excited today. We have Roman here. The operations manager for All Star Ballpark Dreams, correct? Uh, All Star Ballpark Heaven. Heaven, Close. yes. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, and that is the, the company that owns, now owns the Field of Dreams, uh, but also um, runs the, the movie site and things. So I feel like we need to clarify this first for some of our listeners. So yes. Field of Dreams is a movie, but Field of Dreams is also a place, like the real life place with the house. It's the movie and, site. And, and yes, yeah. the site. It but was so, created for the movie, not like. Yes, but it still exists yes. in like pristine <laughs> condition. So. Right. Yeah, 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 sure. So, you know, a lot of people were surprised and you can imagine all of the people that actually don't know that the site still exists. Yes. We get it all the time calling on the phone or we'll have people show up on a random sunny day and say, hey, I was in town for business and people in Dyersville said, hey, the movie site still exists. And they're like, mind blown and they have to come out. So we get that (laughs) all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have been open ever since the movie was filmed in 1989 and funny story. It's all kind of going to how it became popular and became this iconic movie that people around the world have come to know. Uh, in 1989, the movie site was actually the Lansing farm and it was owned by three generations of Lansings and it was actually built by uh, the Lansing family. So it was an Iowa you know, 20th century home. Um, and Don Lansing at the time owned it. And he was a bachelor and was approached by Sue Rydell with the um, film office from the state of Iowa. And she was a representative for the uh, Dubuque office for the state's uh, film department and had approached um, Don about this and knocked his knocked on his front door one random day and just asked um, if he was open to having NBC Universal come out and make a film on his property and just told him that it was a movie about baseball and they were planning on having a baseball field built in his cornfield. Nothing else <laughs> other than that. It was just a baseball movie <laughs> in the middle of his farm farmland and you know, being a bachelor at the time, didn't have really anything to lose and said, you know what, why not just (laughs) go for it. And, uh, so for 19 weeks while they were making the film, uh, Don was living out of his trailer in his own backyard, uh, right along the corn as NBC had taken over his home. And, uh, Kevin Costner was filming shots on uh, a baseball field that was built on his land and uh for don it was definitely an interesting experience so um that's kind of the story and you know a couple weeks after the film had been released um don and all of the crew no one really had any idea of how big this movie could be but a couple weeks later the first tourist so to speak on the site actually was from new york and don at the time was working for John Deere based out of Dubuque, which is about 25 minutes um, east of Dyersville and was headed out and saw a gentleman sitting on the wooden bleachers on the first baseline and (laughs) casually walked over to the gentleman 
and just asked, you know, as politely as you can, what are you doing on my property? Right. <laughs> and, you know, the guy was so nice. He explained that he was from New York and had to come out and see it. The movie spoke to him and the relationship that he had with his father. He was an elderly gentleman and wanted to see it before he had passed away. So um, before he had a chance to. And he had a Yankees cap on his head and supposedly gave it to Don Lansing as a thank you for letting him view the field. And awesome. Don took it graciously. Yeah. And, and the story goes, I've, I'm, I cannot verify this for sure, but it is said that Don still has that in his home, that Yankees cap. That's, so that's it, awesome. right then he knew something special uh, was going to happen to him and our, had already happened to him. And, you know, 30 years later, we have over 115,000 uh, fans at our site every year. So well, it's just kind of taken off. Ren and I have actually been to Field of Dreams. So a couple of years ago when okay. we were um, we were moving out here, so we were from moving from Idaho to Pennsylvania, we made a specific stop in Dyersville because the corn was up and it was going to be the first time that Ren saw the field with the corn. And honestly, like our kids were little, I think our oldest was what, seven, eight at the time, seven, seven Seven at the time. So it's not like they were super um, into baseball. It wasn't anything, but that is one of the places that they still remember. Like there's something very awesome about the field of dreams. Like people had come and brought their bats. You you gotta, you gotta clarify too. Like you guys bring up Dyersville, like it's a metropolitan city. It's, (laughs) it's maybe three to 5,000 people in the middle of Iowa. Um, it's true. Well, you're, you're going, Iowa, you're it's going the, through cornfields. It's, it's on the outskirts of Iowa. Um, I always say it's kind of toward the top of the nose. And there's definitely um, like um, dirt roads that yeah. you're driving on to get there. Yeah. And that, that's the thing that, so Dyersville is really small. So when you said that people were on business, basically if you ever are in the Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Waterloo, uh, Dubuque area, Peoria area, you, you want to make sure you get over to Dyersville. Um, and, and see the field of dreams. Cause it's, it's really awesome. Well, and, and I think that's what struck me about it is like, we were not the only ones there because we know, we knew about it cause Ren had lived in the area. But when we went, I was actually shocked at how many people were there. You know, it was young guys in their baseball gear, like to old guys who were like there and they were batting and catching and throwing. And I just felt like it was such a unifying thing of like this sport and the love of baseball. Well, they call it America's pastime for a couple a of good reasons. Reason. Yeah. One of them is, is yeah. Back in the day when baseball was the sport, these days they complain about how long the game is. And the fact of the matter is before television and cell phones, it was a past time. You would go to a baseball game to past time. And so you would um, go in and, and enjoy the game. And that was, it was Americana at its best. And people, and that's what that movie really brought out for everybody is, like you said, the, the gentleman, that first, the first visitor to the Field of Dreams site. Um, it ties a lot of family together. Ashley's uh, kind of getting her uh, feet wet a little bit here with uh, our son getting his first opportunity to play t-ball. I know, and she's kind of seeing. Like, I'm really excited to get into yeah, the baseball. Yeah, and and she's you know seeing some of her friends who are like, okay, baseball families are baseball families. Like, there, there's not a lot it, of it owns you. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like exactly. any sport, but there's something. I don't know. There's something kind of magical about baseball. And I just really love that about Field of Dreams. But there's a couple different things that I didn't know is one that is you can actually go and play on the field. Like it's not like a, oh, yeah. just come into it. It is definitely like come. We walked through the corn. We have a video of, of me whispering, if you build it, yeah. come. <laughs> I mean, we did like the whole thing. But what we didn't know when, until we showed up is that you can tour the house as well. 
So I, when I lived in the, that area, it was uh, 2002, 2003. And so um, it was di- different ownership. It was a different situation. At that time, there was two separate souvenir shops. There was Field of Dreams. Because the fields were owned by two different people, right? Well, left and center yes. field was the okay. property line. Yeah. So can you kind of dive yep. into that and then, and then tell us about all the things you can do when you're there and with the house tours and all that? Yeah, sure. So originally the property was split into two. So as you said, uh, Ren, the left and center field, um, the foul pole there on the third baseline separates the field. Um, the Ames camps owned uh, left and center field and everything back. And then everything toward the house was owned by the Lansing family. So um, originally, you know, when visitors had started coming and everything, people had taken you know, dirt and rocks and actual property from uh, Don's farm (laughs) and were just taking things, anything they could get to say that they had been at the field. And at first, you know, Don and uh, his family members had literal, you know, just lunch bags and Ziploc bags of dirt that they had gathered and put on their rock wall on their property for people to take. And sure enough, (laughs) the end of every day, they'd be gone. Uh, You know, stocks of corn, anything people could get. So they said, okay, we got to do something because pretty soon we're not going to have any property left. (laughs) So um, they decided to open up a gift shop and sell merchandise for tourists that wanted to come and experience the magic for themselves. And uh, the Ames camps had kind of seen the success that the Lansings had had. And so they built their own, you know, kind of competing gift shop. And and the two had, you know, kind of bumped heads on what exactly should be done with the field and things like that. So it was just a feud that was going on for years. Real quick on that. Legend has it that one year that that feud got a little bit heavy and one year – left and center field with soybean instead of corn. Is that true? It is true. Okay. <laughs> is true. For a while. He can confirm that. Half a field. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, the field has an amazing history and I could be here for days just talking about all the stories that I have from interacting with people around the world. But, uh, you know, you, you talk about all the events that we have and that we offer all the opportunities here. And yeah, I mean, Um, Over the past couple of years, we've listened to the fans and what they really want to experience while they're there. And because a lot of people, you know, it's just a one stop and, you know, you're done. It's it's a bucket list uh, experience for a lot of people and want to know everything that they can do while they're here. So, you know, we we listened to that feedback and a couple of years ago in December of 2016 actually opened up the uh, home for tours. because as you said, in 2012, December of 2012, the property was sold to uh, Denny Stoneman um, with Go the Distance Baseball and All-Star Ballpark Heaven that uh, owned the Field of Dreams. So uh, from that point on, no one was actually living there anymore. So we had the green light to, to let people come out and uh, tour the inside of the home. So that we've had great reviews on that. People really enjoy it. Um, we have several thousand tours throughout the year of that and uh, is really popular. Uh, we have that. Um, we also rent the field out at night. You know, uh, we get a lot of requests for 
bachelor parties, uh, weddings, uh, high school reunions, and just so many people want to come out and have a private night at the field. So we rent it out for people that want to come out and have their own night at the, at the field of dreams under the lights and just so many other opportunities too. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of events coming up in 2019 as well. If you guys want me to go into those. Yeah. Well, so, um, one of the things that, uh, I thought was really cool, uh, when I was there in 2002 and we went back there, um, this uh, year and a half ago, uh, was there's a lot of activities that go on throughout the summer. There's like the ghost game. Um, there's, yep. um, you know, different things that you do there, but also, uh, this year's special. So tell us why this year's special and what's going on this year. Yeah. Yeah. So this year is special because it marks the 30th anniversary of the film. Uh, at least the premiere of the film on April 21st of 1989. It's hard to believe it was that long ago, but uh, the movie premiered in theaters. So, you know, this year is really about giving back and celebrating the film and all it embodies. And we're holding a special day-long celebration at the Field of Dreams on Saturday, June 15th, the Father's Day weekend. It's going to be a day of fun, and you can visit it on our website as well and learn more and purchase tickets. But we're going to have Dwyer Brown, who played uh, John Kinsella in the film. He'll be out on site selling his book, If You Build It, which was based on his experiences um, with people in town and just how it impacted his career being involved in the movie. Um, we have a game under the lights. We're going to show the movie at the end of the day. It's just going to be great. Uh, we've got local food vendors on site, um, you know, kettle corn vendors, cupcake vendors, and just barbecue. It's going to be great. It's going to be uh, a day of Iowa pride and giving back to local businesses. So people get to see what uh, heavenly atmosphere awaits them in, in Dyersville, Iowa. The, you know, I'm not one for lines, but I'm kind of hoping that it's super busy to where you guys can get a yeah. drone and get that picture at the, <laughs> the end. The actual picture yeah, of it. The picture at the end where you have the cars up. lined up at uh, dusk um, oh, yeah. coming to see. Uh, th that, that movie is so iconic. We're actually, um, the kids have been we're, asking we're when We're showing we the kids it. tonight. Yeah, they know tonight. that you are on the podcast. <laughs> and so they're like, well, can we watch the <laughs> yeah, movie? And exactly. we're like, we think you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, well and, you have to. Yeah. Well, and, and the, you know, the thing about, uh, like you said, they, you got – uh, bachelor parties um that would be super fun to have your bachelor party um oh do you feel like you missed out we're, kind of, we're technically newlyweds our yeah. two-year anniversary is coming up in like two months yes and you could have had a bachelor okay. party at the field of dreams i know well that but also is in idaho so well even i know people get idaho and iowa mixed up um, <laughs> they are it, two different states super <laughs> far away so but uh but yeah like so there's a lot of fun stuff that you guys have there one thing that was interesting um was uh, I remember seeing maps and they had a map that was on the wall when you go to the gift shop and people could pin where they were from and just so other people yeah. really understand um, how iconic and how big of a deal the Field of Dreams movie site yeah. is is there was people from all over the world not just from the United States there were people from China yeah. there was people from Europe there was and not just like one or two pins these are people from all over um, and that movie was was a big movie at the time well, I had some friends who saw that we had gone there and they were like, oh, my son's into baseball. And I told them, like, you have to go to Field of Dreams. Like, even if your kid isn't into baseball, I feel like this is one of those places that you need to stop by and see. Not just because of the movie, but because of the atmosphere and everything that it brings together. Well, it was cool because we even ran to some people um, that uh, we were taking a picture out of the sign and they were doing geocaching yeah. um, out at the uh, Field of Dreams. And they found some geocaching spots out there, which was really cool. Yeah. One of the things that's really cool about 
the Field of Dreams is when it was bought by Denise Stillman. Uh, it was with the, the vision of building a whole complex for travel baseball and Little League baseball and things, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So the company's name is All Star Ballpark Heaven, and that was part of um, Denise Stillman's vision. Um, she was our, you know, chief executive officer and chief preservationist and her main goal was to find a way to keep the field open and to preserve it and um but also give back to the community and um help keep the next generation involved in the game of baseball and the way she found to do that was build a youth baseball and softball tournament complex at the field of dream and she was actually a baseball travel mom um for her son for nine years and traveled all across the country to these mega sport complexes for baseball tournaments and learned what to do well and what she could change and found her passion in that and found out that the field of dreams was for sale and those two passions just aligned for her and it was the right time and she decided to to try to build something special so our goal is to build 24 baseball diamonds um, at the Field of Dreams movie site and have it be one of the mega complexes in the nation for youth baseball and softball travel ball. And this is not like the Field of Dreams actual baseball site. That will stay and be preserved. This is behind it. will it. be completely preserved. Yep, yep. So it, you know, the goal is to have a revenue stream to keep the field open because right now with right. all of the events and everything, um, it's, it's harder to, the business can't be run just with the gift shop, unfortunately. Right. So, um, you know, Denise had found that perfect, um, business to tie into the field of dreams and share, you know, the, the greatest gift of baseball with generations to come. So w- when is the completion date, uh, hope, hopeful on that as far as finishing that off? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, construction is scheduled to start in the next 12 months. That is our goal. As soon as we, um, finish uh, gathering the funding necessary to start construction. So, um, it will be about five years, uh, before the end of, um, construction and the ribbon cutting can officially begin. Awesome. The thing that was really cool for me this time around, like you had brought up was I'd not been able to see the corn, which, some people who may not have seen the movie or it's been a while since they've seen the movie, the corn is like key to the magic, the magic in the whole, in the whole movie. And so prior to that, the only time I'd been there was in the fall. I'd left right when the corn was being planted. It was so much better <laughs> being able to see it um, with the corn <laughs> it there. Is. It was awesome without the corn. So if it's February and you're in the area you're not going to be in Iowa in the summertime. Like, stop and see it. Like, it's not. Uh, but it's magical with. The yeah, corns. but it was the, magical with the corn to be able to reenact. The corn's up in like what August, September. Uh, July, right? Middle of July, yeah. it should be ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it is prime in July and yeah. uh, August too. Those are definitely good months to come out. Well, so tell us about this ghost game because we saw some pictures online. And do people really come out of the field for the ghost game? Yeah, that's one of our favorite parts of the summer, actually. So we have what's called our Ghost Sunday shows. So they happen on a Sunday afternoon, and it is ordinarily from Independence Day weekend, and we hold them every other week until Labor Day weekend. And uh, the show's at 1 in the afternoon, and essentially it's – we like to think of it as Harlem Globetrotters meets baseball. That's awesome. And uh, it's a group of local guys that – 
as soon as the movie was filmed had started <laughs> they ordered their own 1919 you know black Sox uniforms just like the film and decided to come out of the corn and interact with people that were coming to see the site and it just took off you know there was such a demand for these ghost players coming out of the corn so eventually um, you know, the Ghost Sunday show came about and uh, still goes on to this day. So it's been 30 years, um, still going strong with the Ghost Sunday we, show. So we it's missed it pretty by, cool. By one day. We did miss it because that sounds awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, no. yeah right. we were there on a Saturday. So, so now, I, now I want you to spill, though. I want you to tell me, because you mentioned it's like the Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters have actually been to the Field of Dreams. Yes, they have. So what other celebrities and big, big sports people have been to the Field of Dreams? Yeah, well... You know, that kind of gets me into our Team of Dreams events. We have seen celebrities from all kinds of industries, previous athletes, movie stars um, of all kinds come out to the field. And it's kind of symbolic of, you know, just, again, how it touches everyone. Because, you know, it's like we've had Charlie Sheen, Ozzie Smith, Cal Ripken Jr., uh, Hope Solo, um, just so many iconic athletes um, from so many different sports and, and celebrities come out to the field. It's, it's pretty special. Our, our team of dreams event in particular has celebrities come out and they actually play a game against a group of fantasy players that come out and compete against them under the lights. And it's just a day long event. We have Q and A's throughout the day um, and throughout the weekend and they stay in the area and sign autographs, play catch with fans. It's, it's just a great, relaxed day for anyone who enjoys baseball to come out and see their heroes that they grew up watching on TV. It's a pretty special day. That's so cool. Yeah. No, I, it makes me want to go back again. We're heading out that way and maybe on our way back, uh, you and I have to stop, but I know, but we're going to miss <laughs> their big June event. I know, but I know. we might be able to make the ghost, the ghost game. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. The most important thing. And again, it's been a while since I've been, been there, but, uh, and Dyersville is small. But that's sometimes where we find the best different places to eat. So if, oh, I, yeah. if I'm uh, going to make a trek out, staying at a hotel in Cedar Rapids for a business trip or passing through uh, and uh, want to make that part of my trip, and I go out to the Field of Dreams, where should I grab some lunch or some dinner? Oh, yeah, definitely going to want to hit Country Junction up. They're right off Highway 20, off the main highway that passes through Dyersville. Uh, great country food. It's kind of like Crackle, Crackle Barrel, if you've ever been there. Yes. Um, it's great stick-to-your-ribs country food. They're open-faced beef sandwiches to die for, and their pie. Oh, <laughs> you don't know what pie is until you've had their pie. It's oh, delicious. Man. We like pie over here. Uh, <laughs> I can say one of the places, I, don't, I can't remember if there was one close by. I know there was one. Um, over in the uh, Manchester uh, area, but yeah. Pizza Ranch. Is there a Pizza Ranch yes. nearby? Okay. Yeah, Pe there is a Pizza Ranch uh, nearby. It's actually in Dubuque is the closest one, but okay. uh, also there's uh, if you're in the mood for any pizza, Chad's Pizza is the place to go. Chad's uh, Pizza. Okay. Great, great pizza in Dyersville, um, just on that main street there in town, about ten to fifteen minutes away from the Field of Dreams. It's definitely a great way to end a day of fun at the field and go grab a slice of pizza. Yeah. Other places to visit when you're there is uh, the Catholic Basilica, which is there in Dyersville. Yep. Um, very cool. There's only like 36 or something like that. Basilicas, I think in the United States and uh, yep. 
Dyersville, this tiny little town of 3,000 has one. I was going to say, like, that seems like that's not usual for a town that small yeah. to have a basilica, well, but so that's cool. The basilica is, for, you know, we're not Catholic, so we don't know, but from what I understand is that's where if the Pope were to come visit, he goes to basilicas. He doesn't just come to a regular. That's where he would go. Yeah, yep. so um, it's pretty uh, incredible that Dyersville has one. It's a beautiful building. I've been to it. Well, yeah, and there are actually a couple other businesses too. Uh, the National Farm Toy Museum, as well, in Dyersville. Okay, um, that sounds yeah, like somewhere we awesome. should have gone. Yeah, see, this is the type of stuff you guys gotta. We should have know, talked to you a year and a half yeah. ago, so we could have gone to all the right spots. <laughs> and this is what we're all well, about. Well, I'm here. Call me up. <laughs> that's what we're all about, because you know we, we travel with our kids, and uh, that's definitely a place our kids would have wanted to go. Was a farm toy. Yeah, so that's. Uh, just a, a good main attraction. Also, uh, there is a doll house as well, the Dyer's Botsford House uh, for dolls. It's a doll museum, um, one of the largest in this area of dolls. Um, so is that going to creep out my husband? Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like dolls. No, yes. I, I'm being serious. Like he, he's kind of, um, yeah. Dolls are not his thing. That's the nice way of putting it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a doll guy. <laughs> but yeah, I can drop you guys off. You go to the farm toy. We'll go to the doll yeah. museum. I'll go get yeah, some go pie. to the farm. We want to go to both. There you go. Yeah. So one of the things we like to ask each one of our guests, uh, there's three different things we like to ask them before the gone tripping questions. Yes, before we finish an interview, uh, what is the biggest travel fail that you have had personally? Where something didn't go right, or not quite as planned, or just was not what you were expecting. What was your travel fail? Oh boy. Um, my travel fail. Well, I sleepwalk. So there's a fun fact about me, uh, <laughs> operations manager of the field of dreams. Um, <laughs> I was actually, uh, with the rest of my family in, um, Washington DC first time. And, uh, it was in the middle of the night and I had slept, walked and actually knocked on somebody else's door without knowing it. And, uh, they let me in my, let me in their room and, uh, tried to wake me up and uh, I was definitely embarrassed <laughs> so that is that is my travel fail that's awesome. um, that was interesting oh, that <laughs> that's so awesome. nice and let you in your room I think yeah. I just would have like nicely shut the door on you and been like see you later right, right. <laughs> no they were great people it's like oh my gosh I'm so sorry the other one would be uh... where has been your favorite place to travel oh San Francisco beautiful territory out there san francisco is beautiful my brother used to live in the area and you always got to go visit people who live in the area because they know where everything is right like you're not missing the farm touring museum and i still to this day best calamari i've ever had is in san francisco hands down so oh yeah i hear it's all about the sourdough it is sourdough bread ghirardelli chocolates based out of san francisco too so you know, you got computers in Silicon Valley, chocolate, seafood, bread. What more could you want? Exactly. And the Full House uh, site. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's right. So then the, the last thing would be is uh, where is some place that you would like to travel that you have not been to yet? A place on your bucket list. Anywhere in Europe. Anywhere I actually Europe. have not been out of the United States before. So anywhere in Europe. That's awesome. Nowhere in particular. You just want to get on. Are you going to go over there and then like just backpack through or do you have like plans for it? Well, you know, I'm German. So, oh, yeah, I would like to start in, in Germany. Yeah, you got to start there. That's like the best place. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of another question I had for you about the Field of Dreams. Bring it on. Have you ever go for it. have you ever slept out on the Field of Dreams, like camped out on there? 
Is that allowed? I don't think it's allowed for normal um, people, but I'm sure he it's, has. It's not allowed. Um, but, you know, since I'm the operations manager, I guess I could if I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> if I, he happened I've to never... sleepwalk out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. No, I have, uh, I've never actually camped out there, but I have had a Kinsella type night and grabbed a picnic table, a picnic blanket and gone out there and had some popcorn and, um, under the lights and just taking it in before. So it's, it's definitely cool. You know, it makes it all worth it. Any given day I work out at the farmhouse. So, you know, on a bad day, I, I tell everyone that on a bad day, I just look out the window and see people I don't know playing ball. It, it makes it, makes everything better. Well, and that's one of the things I would tell everybody just to, you know, finish this up is put this on your list if you're ever driving through Iowa, period. It's, Ashley, it's worth the detour. Yeah. Ashley's not a baseball person. And she I did. I did it. date a guy in college who was a big baseball fan. So I'm just <laughs> going to put that out there. Like, I, I can get into it. <laughs> I, I just meant that uh, even if you're not into baseball, uh, there is that special feeling about the uh the place it's, the it's, site and yeah, everything it and, has to do with it yeah and the movie is is about baseball but it's also about redemption you know he brought up the black Sox. they were the white Sox, but they were called the black Sox because they got involved with the mob um and that's what that movie is all about is that redemption for shoeless joe and but that redemption for for all of them for ray and his dad and for pretty much everybody in the movie and that's uh that's something that really is captured when you're there um, I'd, I'd suggest watch the movie before you go and it'll just make it that much better of an experience. And if you don't have access to the movie, you can buy it at the gift shop while you're there. Yes, you can. So. <laughs> yes, you can. Awesome. That and a lot of other good memorabilia. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us and coming on and, and sharing us some of your knowledge about the area and just how awesome this place is. Yeah. And we'll have to give you a holler when we come out that way. Which might be sooner than later now yeah. that we've talked to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially when yeah, you're 30th definitely anniversary. come out. All right. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Roman, for coming on. Thanks, yeah. guys. I am gone tripping. So just talking to him makes me really want to go back there and see all the things that we missed and just do it again. Yeah, well, and it brought back that time we were there. It, and every time I've been there, that magic that you spoke of, it really is there, especially if you get into the movie. Walking out of the corn, it's like, whoa, just like in the movie. It is awesome. Um, getting your picture there is a must for sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, this past weekend was opening day for baseball. Yep. And in honor of such, I actually have a quiz for you okay. to see how well you know your baseball. Oh, boy. And for those who know Ren... Um, trivia is his thing we did a trivia contest once and won second place and like a ten dollar gift card to one of my favorite places for tacos that's when you decided to marry me wasn't it <laughs> just for the free tacos that i could yes, win with your trivia exactly. <laughs> and you also won free tickets to a rock a rock concert with twisted sister and somebody else uh not twisted sister it was uh brett michaels um, and somebody else, somebody else was in it too. Yeah, a bunch of eighties rock bands. I yeah, can't remember. and it ended up getting canceled, which yeah. I was bummed about because I was actually I was excited to go to him. It, yeah. <laughs> um, but so here is some baseball trivia questions, and I will link this in our show notes to the quiz. So if you guys at home want to see how well you guys can do on this, or if you guys want to quiz somebody, that you can find it as well. So against what opposing team did Babe Ruth hit his first career home run? Yankees or the Philadelphia A's. Well, do you want me to give you options or do you just want yeah, to pull this me, out? Give me the options. Okay. Baltimore Black Sox, New York Yankees, 
Boston Red Sox or Chicago Cubs? I feel like I need sound effects to really make this good. So I'm making them. I'm going to say Yankees. And ba- uh, Baltimore. And Boston Red Sox. Because <sighs> he was with the Braves. What was the first major league player to pitch a ball over 100 miles per hour? Was it Tom Seaver, Dwight Gooden, Roger Clemens, or Nolan Ryan? Nolan Ryan. Excellent. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. You love my sound effects for Yes. Us? I just watched a documentary on it. <laughs> oh, on Nolan Ryan or on my sound on, effects? On fastballs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What Baltimore Orioles manager was ejected from a record 91 games? Paul Richards, Mike Hargrove, Earl Weaver, or Hank Bauer? Earl Weaver. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Who was the first major league player to have his number retired? Lou Gehrig, George Kelly, Charlie Robertson, or Babe Ruth? Lou Gehrig. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. What player was nicknamed Mr. November? Reggie Reggie Jackson. Is that your final answer? Yeah, it is. That is incorrect. Wait, what? Well, it could be that the site is wrong. They say that Derek Jeter is Mr. November. Is it really Reggie oh, Jackson? I guess Reggie Jackson was Mr. October. So, yeah, oh. I guess Derek Jeter would be Mr. November. Okay. Way to cover up. Way to no, cover it up. <laughs> it's true. Everybody knows Reggie Jackson is Mr. October. All right. So, yeah. I guess I'll, I guess I'll give it to you. <laughs> Which pitcher had no right hand? Stubby Clap? Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott is correct. <laughs> what player was killed by a pitch from Yankees pitcher Carl Mays? Was it Bryce Flory, Herb Score, Tony Canigliaro? Or Ray Chapman. Ray Chapman? Yes. <laughs> what is the name of the fictitious minor league baseball team on the Simpsons TV show? Was it Springfield Deaths, Springfield Fishbones, Springfield Homers, or Springfield Isotopes? Isotopes. Why do you know this? Do you even watch The Simpsons? <laughs> no, I think there's a minor league team that became the Isotopes based on that. I think it might be like in Springfield, Illinois or something. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So this one I will be surprised if you know. Okay. Which female pitcher once struck out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig? Oh, man. Constance Morgan, Kelsey Whitmore, Mammy Johnson, or Jackie Mitchell? Mammy Johnson. That is incorrect. Jackie Mitchell. Okay. And last question. Who was the first reliever elected to the Hall of Fame? Goose Gossage, Hoyt Wilhelm, Dennis Eckersley, or Raleigh Fingers? Goose Gossage. Incorrect. Uh... Hoyt Wilhelm, Dennis Eckersley, or Raleigh Fingers? Hoyt Wilhelm. Yay! (laughs) So you did okay. I think you got a 50-50. I think I did a little better than (laughs) 50-50. I don't know. That Mr. October, Mr. November is kind (laughs) of hurting you. Yeah. Thanks for playing along. No problem. If it's not on your list this summer, get out to the Field of Dreams if you're the central part of the country. It's definitely worth it. Um, Our family loved it. We did love it. Yeah. And if your kids haven't seen the movie, it's a great movie to watch with them. It's true. And if not, you should also follow them on Instagram. They've got awesome things like Harlem Globetrotters had been out there. They were like pitching from the mound. And it's just such a family-friendly, unifying place. It's awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like you might run into a celebrity when you're out there. So Hey, sounds that'd cool. That'd be cool. And uh, the house tour. Next time we got to go to the house it's tour. It's true. And we had like just missed the house tour and we decided that we weren't going to stay, but we ended up being there long enough. We probably could have caught the next house tour. Yeah. But I think we had a couple places that we needed to be that yeah. day. Go see some friends. But so. it's one of those things where you can always see more. So. Yep. 
Don't forget to visit the website for show notes at gontrippinpodcast.com and tag us with your favorite travel and adventure pictures on Instagram using the hashtag gontrippin or at gontrippinpodcast. Subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and make every trip an adventure. Gontrippin, my wagoneer and I. Gontrippin, reading the road signs. Gontrippin, one playlist at a time. Gontrippin, odometer's ticking. I'm a Mountain Dew and a Red Bull sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I, I am gone tripping.